Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me. My name is Bradley Shaw, and today on Between the Covers, I'm talking to author Jess McFarlane and her new book coming out in September, Widow's Flame. Hello, Jess. How are you tonight? Good, Brad. How are you? Very good. Very good. Thank you for joining me. Uh, And for everybody listening, please uh, indulge them with uh, a quick summation of what is Widow's Flame about? What are they going to expect when they get this book? Um, Well, it's a historical fiction. It's a Western It's kind of a revenge story, but with an emotional twist. (laughs) So it's not, you know, that um, Hollywood revenge story where the main character has no feelings and just goes and on a rampage getting revenge and then, you know, feels fine after. (laughs) It's very much um, a look into grief and the human condition. Um, Mm. The main character, Blair Ryan, she's lost her husband, an outlaw gang in America um, murdered him while he went over there to build them a new life. She's in Ireland and it's been three years and she's kind of just given up. She's not, (laughs) not coping. She's ignoring a lot of the emotions and a lot of the grief that, um, you know, she's experiencing. So Mm -hmm. um, one day she kind of just feels something inside of her break and she, she suddenly realizes I need to get justice So, you know, the sheriff hasn't given her any help. Um, There's been absolutely no word about, you know, where these outlaw men are. Mm -hmm. And so um, one day she's, again, after realising, you know, that she needs justice, she hears about a a fighter, like a boxer, in a nearby town in Salt Hill, and he's dubbed the American outlaw. So she's like, hang on a sec. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, she kind of she goes over there and she's not thinking, obviously. She's a bit crazed in her grief. And she asks him to help her because she's like, you know, you're if you're an actual outlaw, you know how these men think, you know where they're gonna be, mm-hmm. um, and you know how to protect me. So she asks him for help and he accepts after a little bit of like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, they go on a ship to America together into the Wild West to so start they- their journey. So that's coming from an island to the America. Yes, yes. Okay, back in, in what, what period? 18, 18, 1800, isn't it? Yeah, 1898. So 18, it's just 1898. on the verge of 1900s, yeah. Fantastic. Now, just to clarify for everybody listening, you're an Australian author. Yes. A young Australian lady. Why the topic of this particular preference to write an American island story transition into that period? I mean, was there a lot of need for research or was it a period you've always enjoyed so you naturally felt comfortable? I'm just curious on, on what was taking your Australian content, your persona into yeah, um, well, this culture. It's a bit of everything that you mentioned. Like um, I have an interest in the Western genre, like, you know, Calamity Jane and True Grit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Calamity Jane was kind a musical, of, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. But it was, you know, Western? it's a Western and it, it was very fun and I absolutely loved it when I was a kid. It was um, 
and you know all the elements that you know the western genre has like mm. revenge is a quite a um you know typical theme in those yep. western movies and stuff so i just i loved the genre i'm a horse girl as well so i have yep. a horse so i i just i love western yeah. <laughs> stuff as it is and then ireland i've always had an affinity with it i'm not too sure mm. why um there is sort of you know irish in my family history so it could be that, yeah. but I've always just loved it as a country and reading books about it and stuff. But yeah, I just, it's really strange because I've been writing books for, you know, quite a long time. And a lot of the times they're not based in Australia, which you would mm. think as an Australian author, you would. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like, I like challenging myself, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. It's a, you know, there's no critique on it. It was just a curiosity. You've done a very good, authentic, I think even the Americans are going to enjoy it as a Western itself, that love Westerns, as you say. And um, one of the things too, I think in your characterization of Blair, you put a lot of um, having a woman uh, lead in the, in the story, you put a lot of sense and a lot of thoughts into her emotions and her, as you say, her grief. Yes. Was that, something that, that you've also had to research or unfortunately may have experienced a lot of that emotional content, not in that context of revenge, but in the sense of feeling um, the losses and the, and the pains. Is that something for you that you, you wrote about uh, easily, I guess, or comfortably too? Yeah, well, that's a really, really good question. I appreciate you asking that because it's, um, it's such an important reason as to why I write, mm. I think, um, especially about, you know, strong women and women that are, uh, very flawed. I love flawed characters. I love characters that aren't, you know, the typical Mary Sue. Um, and yeah, unfortunately it is something that, you know, I'm experienced with, yes. <laughs> which isn't very nice, but um, when I, I wrote Widow's Flame in 2018. So it was actually mm. a little while ago that I actually wrote it. And when I was writing it, I was, I have endometriosis. Um, mm -hmm. It's a chronic illness. It's to do with, um, the female anatomy <laughs> mm -hmm. um, to just summarize it. But um, I was going through a lot of pain. It was right before my surgery. I had surgery in um, 2019. So I was in chronic pain. I was dealing mm. with a lot of just grief with what I'd lost, not being able to do certain things anymore. Like I couldn't mm. work properly. It was just very frustrating. Right. And um, I was only 23 at the time. So there was a lot of anger in me about, you know, having a body that was fighting against me. Yeah. And I think I think that definitely helped with, like, the feeling of grief and anger. And obviously mm. I, I haven't had a husband that has been murdered. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but grief is a funny thing where it's it's very relatable, maybe not contextually, but in a way where you it's, it's just it's something that makes us human. It's something yeah. that all of us can experience and do experience and can relate to so I think um in the character of Blair she kind of just came out of nowhere and was very much just like hey here's my story like I am angry yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I am full of emotion so I just yeah I just started writing and she very much just took control yeah. um and I loved it I love her she's just She's brilliant in every way yeah. and her voice is so, <laughs> as you'll see in the prose, hopefully um, you'll see conveyed like her message and mm. her voice. She's very much, um, yeah, a very strong, strong-willed woman. Yeah, now that came across and that's what I was saying, like like Blair, where, where as I was not to delve personally, but I was aware there was such a, 
there was an authenticity in the grief and the emotions of the content that I thought, oh, you know, there's been experiences that you've you've absorbed or, or translated into this story, which is great because it does give that character Blair that strength and that interest and also the, as you say, the, the vulnerability that, yes. that makes her humanness. Um, and then, of course, your outlaw character is um, is quite uh, quite the male contemporary. I mean, is he based <laughs> on a collage of Western characters you've come across in the movies or those books you love? A little bit, um, yeah. Yeah, because there's still been, that authenticity there. Yeah, he's um he's very much just like the no nonsense sort of type, mm. but he's dealing with his own stuff as well. Like he's yeah. um obviously he was an outlaw. He was in a gang and. Um, you know, the readers will find out kind of exactly what happened with his past, but mm. he um, <laughs> he's very, yeah, he's very much inspired by a lot of like the sort of Western characters, but not yeah. in a way where it's the toxic masculinity no, type. Like no. he's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's still got he's the very... vulnerable emotiveness of him as a, yeah. as a, as a genuine man. But yeah. that's interesting because like, like you've taken a Western which are usually two-dimensional characters. Like Westerns have the cowboys, the draw guns, the, the tough lingo, as you say. The, the, they're very much a, a typecast or a cliche a sort of mm. thing of like they're yeah, built in characters. Totally. Um, and it, it, it reminded, this reminded me a lot of the opposite end of Unforgiven by Clint Eastwood where he took characters in the Western genre and really took that next level and brought them down into what is killing, what is the consequence, what is the emotion behind our action and this reminded me of that in the sense where you went into that depth into those characters to give them justification, but also the readers to understand that it's not all just that shoot them up or, or chase them yes. down or, or be, you know, revenge is a good thing. Um, no, it was very, very good and you wrote it very well. So were there any challenges other than, um, you know, putting it in another country another time, but were there any other real challenges for you as a, as a writer in, in this? As you, as you said, you've, you've written a number of books. What were your challenges for this one and bringing it to, to publication to start with? Um, I think probably because it, it's quite personal, um, so sharing it with people <laughs> was yeah. a bit scary because it's it's very much an insight into, like I was saying before, what I was going through at the time. Mm. Um, very, like, not, like, exactly in total sense but, like, um, it's, yeah, very, very personal. So I think if someone were to be like, oh, it sucks, I'd be like, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Don't hold back. Tell me what you really think. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, as well, like, you know, writing is an, an art form and art is subjective. So at the end of the day, that's totally fine if they think that. But um, that, was a, that was quite scary, like sending it mm. in and having – to you know to wait and see whether you guys were going to be like yeah we liked it or mm-hmm. no not what we're looking for that was a bit scary um but yeah I think like writing it it kind of just like poured out of me it took yeah. me like I think like less than like six months to write it because I was just like wow. oh I was I had this huge urge and I was just writing non-stop but in saying that I think um finishing it took me a little bit longer just because mm. when I first start writing a story a lot of the time I don't actually know how it's going to end Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really know, like, really what's going to go on. Like, it could take a dramatic turn. I'd be like, oh, wow, that's an interesting <laughs> <laughs> So um, that was really interesting. And I got to the point where it was at the end and I was like, is this really happening? Like, where we're about to reach pretty much the climax. And I was mm-hmm. like, is this how I want this to happen? And Blair's like, you know, in the background going, yep, 
yeah, yep. this is happening. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, I think letting go of those characters was like quite sad. So mm. I, I grew really connected to them and I, I do with every single, you know, characters that I write about. But yeah. I think there was just because I wrote it at such like a tough time in my life, yeah. it's just that little bit more connection that I had with them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was some difficulties there, but all in all, I'm glad I've done this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should be yeah. proud. No, it's good. You've done a great job. So for um, have you had a lot of support and feedback from your family or friends? Have they had a chance to read it and, and always give you support? Yeah, well, um, the first person that ever read it was actually my future mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly enough, it was like during lockdown and she was like, hey, I've got nothing to do. Um, you know, can I read one of your books? And I was like, oh, yeah, like I guess I've got one there maybe that's like not too bad. And that was Widow's Flame. And I was a bit like, Ooh, I don't know whether I should, but I did. <laughs> and she got back to me literally the next day and was like, I was up all night reading it. I read it in one session. Oh, wow. And she's That's like, good. I couldn't put it down. It was amazing. You have to send it into a publisher. And I was like, mm. whoa, okay. <laughs> Not expecting that. <laughs> well, that's that's encouraging. That's yeah, good. it was. But- it was very encouraging, very nice. Um, yeah. And... Apart from that, I've only had my sister, mum, nana, and best friend and auntie mm-hmm. read the first three chapters yeah. that I sent in to you guys. Well, that's that's um, torture. Yeah, well, they that's all of them were like, oh, you left us on a cliffhanger. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's happened? well, you can have the whole book. And they're like, no, I want to read it in like when it's published. And I was like, good. okay, well. <laughs> well. That's good they're supporting you. That's good. So it isn't far away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so for readers, what do you hope that their experience is? I mean, what, what, what do you want to tell for the readers listening? Um, I just, like I, like have been saying this entire time, the, it's, you know, this isn't a book about, you know, a Western adventure or like, you know, there's some romance elements. It's yes, it's in there. And yes, it's like the plot, but it's more just to do with the human condition. It's Mm. a look into emotion and into grief and how we process it and how each different person experiences it yeah um so I want the readers to relate to Blair as a character um whether that's her stubbornness or (laughs) her her flaws or her strengths um whatever it is I want them to finish reading the book and go yeah wow like that made me feel something um that's what I want like it's not obviously I want them to enjoy it and I want them to not want to put it down but I think at the end of the day, I just want that message to get across where it's like, hey, we're human. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's right. Yeah. And I think in that period too, there's, as you say, their persona is that it's portrayed with an ignorance. And I think you've delved into, a, into the mythology a little more into, the, into that style of genre. And you did it really well. And I'm really impressed with it. Thank you. Um, and for everybody listening, uh, please uh, support Jess in her journey of her new book, Widow's Flame. It comes out in September uh, and it is available uh, through all bookstores, libraries and online where you buy your books. If the bookstores or libraries don't have it in yet, you can ask them to order it. It will be available to them. Um, and to Jess, congratulations and thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and for everybody listening, support independent authors and continue to support an industry that needs uh, readers and uh, we'll continue to deliver authors that love to uh, give you content. So um, have a great night. Have a great um, a great whatever you're doing and stay safe. And everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Jess. Thanks, Brad. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.